Welcome to the seventh episode of season two of Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by guard Quinn Cook, who discusses his DC roots, how the team is handling the aftermath of the Draymond Green, Kevin Durant rift, and much, much more. You've obviously played pretty well the past few games. What what's working for you right now? What what what's been uh, translating? Um, I mean, we, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would rather win the games. So we all got to step up. A lot of us getting more opportunity uh, with guys being out and uh, trying to help out as much as possible. Uh, playing with. You know, so many great players. You, know, you, you get so many open shots, and you, know, you just got to stay aggressive to keep the defense honest. And uh, you know, and I just think that you know, just with the opportunity that a lot of us are getting, um, you know, with injuries, um, you know, we just got to keep getting better and keep you know just staying ready. So you are obviously a G League success story, uh, but you know you guys have some more G League success stories, obviously. Alfonso McKinney is a guy who kind of overhauled his game in the G League and has become a factor for you guys. What's it What's it like seeing guys af- come in after you and really benefit from the G League and, and, and translate to the NBA? I, mean, I just think that's, that's why it's there, for guys to keep their dream alive. So I think that's the, that's the reason for it to be there. And, and but it hasn't been there that long. Do you think it's it's kind of serving its purpose in a lot of ways? Definitely. I think the NBA uses it great, sending young guys down there, assignment guys, um, affiliate players. And I think they use it great. Did you do you remember Alfonso from the G League? Yeah. What did what did you think of playing? We were an All Star team together. Our second year out. So he was he was a good reason why I got MVP. So he had like five of my assists. Five of my assists were with him. So yeah, and then. Uh, Keep, keep, keep in touch. When he was in Toronto last year, I was here. Keep in touch. And you root for guys like that, undrafted guys. And uh, I'm so happy for him. When you guys heard that you invited him, that the team had invited him to training camp. Right, I, I, I mean, yeah, I was happy for him. Um, I knew the situation. Um, and like I told him, like he'll tell you a couple of things he needed to do. Um, and it's his time to take care of himself. And that's the first thing he told me when he made the team. Like, but I, I remember you told me to do this, that, and that. And not to say that I'm the reason why, but you know, I remember, you know, guys, you know, who had guarantee spots telling me, you know, what I need to do. And so yeah, I felt it was my duty to, to try to tell him and help him uh, along with everybody else. So, uh, you know, he deserved it. And Damian Lee's another guy, obviously, you played with in Santa Cruz. Is he a guy that, when you were in Santa Cruz, could you tell that he was an NBA guy who just kind of, like, needed I, I an mean, I've known, I've known him, you know, for so long now, and I've known he's been an NBA guy. You know, he was in college at Drexel um, and at uh, Louisville. You know, I always knew he was an NBA guy, and it's all about opportunity. And, uh, you know, he got the right opportunity here in Santa Cruz. Took advantage of every minute he was in Atlanta. And, uh... But to have a guy like that on the two-way, that's um, a big, big plus for us. Um, and, uh, you know, he'll help out so much. Was he on your, the PG Jaguars with you? Or? Uh, he played with DC. He played, well, we played Maryland Bulls first, like 13. He came late. He only played a couple tournaments. Then he played DC Assault with me for two years. How, how cool is it to have these DC connections on the team now? Obviously, you have KD. 
Damian Lee. Uh, I went to middle school with Marcus. Oh, right. So, yeah, so it's pretty, really, really, really cool. Like man. Jeremy uh, Zumbay at some point, you want him? Or? We take a lot of pride in where we're from, and I know um, everybody back home is happy for all of us. What, what do you guys need to do to get out of this stretch right now? Like, what, what are you focusing on right now? Um, just keep playing the right way. Keep uh, competing. Keep playing hard. Um, obviously, you know, we had tough, three tough games on the road against three great teams. Um, and we were right there. Probably besides the first one, we were all right there. A couple shots, um, you know, missed. And that was a different game. So, uh, you know, I just think keep building on our good habits, um, and uh, everything will be fine. You obviously, you went to Oak Hill, you went to Duke, so you're used to your teams getting a, a national exposure, getting attention, but what do you what do you think of just the fact that this team is constantly a fixture on ESPN and every storyline is analyzed from every which way? Like, do you get used to that, or is it is it something you're still kind of getting accustomed to? I'm used to it. I mean, everywhere I've been, it's been like that. Um, you know, I've been blessed to play. You know, at some with some great programs and great franchises, especially here. So, um, me personally, I'm used to it. Um, I know guys here are used to it. They've been dealing with it for the past five years. So, uh, I mean, it's outside noise. Kind of, we, we kind of really just pay attention to what's going on. You know, in house and uh, you know our leaders and coaches and front office do a great job of just keeping everything in house. And we're family. And, uh, so. A lot of outside noise, um, obviously, and that comes with, you know, what Golden State has been the past couple of years, one of the best franchises ever to play the game. So, you know, we understand that's what comes with it. And uh, you know, so we don't really let anybody else's opinion or anything else affect, you know, how we handle ourselves and play. How do you feel like KD's handled everything the past couple weeks? Because not only is there the storyline with Draymond, but with all the injuries he's being asked to be, you know, a go-to guy and the offense is kind of going through him. How do you feel like he's handled everything? Uh, well, he's used to being a go-to guy. I think he's been a go-to guy his whole life. Right, so, right. Uh, that really doesn't change. Obviously, we have to adjust, you know, without two of our best players in. Um, but I think he's been a great leader. Um, well, he's been a lot more vocal this year you know, just because we have a lot of young guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I've just been so impressive how he's handled his leadership, helping everybody, just guiding everybody along. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, he, he's an unbelievable player, but he's an even better teammate. So all the stuff that goes on with the team, you know, he comes and shows up and work every day. Um, you know, he does whatever it takes for us to win. And, uh, you know, I think that's what makes him so great. Just he, He's so selfless. We've obviously talked in the past about how KD has helped you at various points in your life, and he's been someone you've leaned on during difficult periods in your life. Is it nice being here to help him during maybe tougher times, just to be a friend to a guy like that who you grew up with? Yeah, I mean, you always want to help your friends out. And I mean, we're, we're in the NBA. We don't, right. we don't, our lives aren't, aren't bad at all. So everybody's saying it's a tough time, and you know, we get to come to work every day and play basketball. Can't, we can't forget that perspective. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, he's been my brother. He's been one of my best friends for my whole life. But, but we, we've been together every day for the past year. So obviously we get closer. And, you know, if he's going through something, I'm there for him and vice versa. And that's how everybody is on the team. Everybody's here for everybody. And that's what made this place 
so unique. It's, it's really, it's not a facade. It's not something that we just do, you know, in the public. Like we're really a family, and we really care about each other. So um, I think that's what makes this place so unique, and that's what makes Golden State, you know, such a great place to be. Obviously, every team has their dynamics. There's every team has their minor off the court issues. The fact that this one is being, being played out in public in such a way does that change how you deal with it at all, or, or, or as a team, does it make it any worse because it is so public? I mean, that's what comes with being on this team. Like right. you said, it's, it's so closely microscoped and scrutinized. So uh, guys know anything that happens, uh, you know, any kind of disagreement or. Any, anything that happens, we understand that's how it's going to be, you know, uh, proceed. Anybody, everybody's going to have their opinion on it. So, like I said, I think it's, I think it's amazing how, you know, we keep everything kind of, you know, in-house. And, you know, teams are going to go through arguments. Guys are getting to it because you're with each other every single day. You're with each other more than your family. So, uh, brothers fight. Brothers get into it. But we love each other. We all love each other. This is going to make us stronger. I know it's going to make us stronger, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll all forget about this when we start winning. When you're a kid and you're playing basketball in the D.C. area, obviously the goal is to, to make the NBA, but at that point you, you have no idea what, everything that comes with that, right? I mean, you don't, you don't understand that by making the NBA, you're kind of, to a certain extent at least, giving up some of your privacy, and there's sacrifices that have to be made when you reach that level. At what, at what point do you think you, you start to realize all that comes with achieving that goal of making the NBA? I guess when you're in it. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've always had guys to look at. So I've always been able to ask questions and see how they handle things. So I think for me, it, it's been an easy transition because like, I've always had a Kevin. I've always had a Jerry Jack. I've always had a Nolan Smith to kind of follow and, and see how they handle things, see what they go through. So um, for me... I've been extremely lucky, extremely blessed to have always been around you know, guys who, who I've wanted to be like. And just being here to see how guys handle everything. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's, there's no, you have no choice but to get better and, and learn. You know, obviously on the court, but more off the court, more about life, more how you, know, you just grow and just become a better man. So, like I said, I, I'm just thankful for this opportunity because I get to learn every day from you know, so many special people. As a guy who came up through high-profile programs, was it pretty clear to you early on that like, you couldn't get away with some of the childhood, adolescent transgressions that a lot of us go through? Like, If you messed up, it was probably going to be written by someone or it was probably going to get out in some way. Did you, how, did, how did you learn that? Oh, I mean, I went to DeMatha, so right. that's the biggest school where we're from. And you learn about that. Obviously, I'm, I started as a freshman. Probably right. one of the first things to do it. So, you know, I, I've dealt with people having an opinion about me, people writing about me, um, you know, since I was 14 years old. Um, and my coach always held me accountable. So, you know, like I said, I was lucky and, and blessed to have that. And then when I went to Duke, you know, Coach K, obviously, I got to learn from him. And um, being at Oak Hill, I mean, I, like I said, I was just so, so lucky and, and, and have had great coaching. So. Um, I'm just thankful for that. Yeah, what what did uh, your experience at Duke, Coach K, obviously, he's as professional as they come. How how much did that experience set you up for not only making the NBA, but 
having to take a circuitous route and have to go through the adversity that you ended up going through? Yeah, well, I've been through adversity my whole life. And uh, the basketball part was always easy for me. Um, it was growing up, it was learning, it was changing. Um, you know, controlling your attitude, changing your body language. You know, getting to practice an hour before, I mean, just everything like that. That's, that's what I've learned. The basketball part is, I mean, I've always been one of the best players. Um, I was always, you know, top 10 in the country and stuff like that. So the basketball part was easy, but it was me growing up, me really working, me, you know, uh, trusting my teammates, me, you know, just, just, just growing up. And that was the biggest thing Coach K did for me. And uh, I just thought for four years, you know, I learned something from him every day that I still use today. You still talk to him on a regular yeah, basis, yeah, right? Regular basis. Do you think you'll be able to see him at any point this season? Is he going to come to the Charlotte I, I, game? I looked or? at the schedule. They, when we go to Charlotte, they'll be in Sy at Syracuse. So, yeah, the schedule doesn't go. Virginia Tech. So, the schedule doesn't work out. Well, I always found that Duke kind of fraternity interesting. There's obviously a lot of you guys in the league who went to Duke. Is there just a natural, you know, even if you didn't play with them at Duke, like is there a natural just yeah. mutual understanding and bond there with yeah. anyone who went there? Yeah, well, it starts with our coaches. It starts with the coaches. It starts with coaches' family. Um, you know, obviously like AD, uh, Kevin White, uh, Mike Craig was the AD now at St. John's. It starts with them. And they, they establish, you know, the, the, the foundation and, you know how, how we handle things then it starts with the older guys like I felt like I'm close with Grant Hill and he played you know not to make him sound old but he yeah. played 20 years before me you know 25 like I felt close to him because you know he gave me advice when I committed to Duke and, and Jay Will and Chris Duhon and all the guys who, who played before you, you know, they always come back in and, and reach out. So, you know, when you're there, you even though you didn't play with a guy, you still have a relationship with them because they know, you know, how practice was. They know what type of film session it's going to be after a loss. So, um, so I think the older guys really set, set the standard. And so, obviously, when you're an older guy, you want to get back and reach out to the guys who are there now. So it's just a continuous brotherhood. And, uh, so I, I think it starts at the top. In your mind, should D.C. be considered the best basketball hotbed in the country? There's obviously a few. There's, you know, there's talent coming out of Atlanta, Indianapolis, all over the country. But in your mind, should D.C. be right up there? I mean, I think we compete with, 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 with any of them, L.A., Chicago, North Carolina. Um, you know, I, one thing about our area is so small. And to have so many players in the NBA from such a small radius is, is pretty neat. It's pretty cool. I think we take a lot of pride in that. I mean, who knows who's the best? But you know, I think we can compete with any of them. How many would How many would you guesstimate there are of you right now? Yeah, Maryland, DC, DMV area. Uh, there's over a dozen, right? Me, Victor, Jaron, Jeremy, Jeff Green, KD, Dante Cunningham, Markel Fultz. Damien. Well, with Damien's like, yeah. he's like further, like yeah, an yeah. hour away. So, oh, he's I more mean, Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, he's from Baltimore. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's what I'm saying, it's kind of different. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. count the whole Maryland, like, we don't, like, we don't, we don't right. count. I, I know, like, I went to like University of Maryland, you know, so I'm familiar, you know, yeah. So, we're down. like 12 O's. 12, 12. That's pretty good considering we're talking about, like, like a, small, a radius you know, of, like, you know, five miles. Like, Prince George's County in D.C. Yeah. Like, that Taiwan Law thing. Thomas Robinson, it's, it's 
so many of us. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate it, man. All right, man. Yep. Good talking to you. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at con underscore cron and email me at cleturno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.